This year, the North Pole is coming to the Laurel Highlands. Follow the elves to Nemecolon to experience Hardy's Holiday Village, an over-the-top spectacle where the magic of the holiday season meets the magic of Nemecolon Resort. From November 24th to December 23rd, explore a life-size village of whimsy and wonder, where elves invite you to play and cozy shops invite you to indulge in festive treats and glamorous gifts. To book your holiday season stay, visit Nemecolon.com. All experiences are exclusive to overnight guests and members. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Fortman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Fortman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Because I'm unconditionally loved by God and that harvest, I come to God as I am. Through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet in Jesus' name. Go to Amos. Go to the book of Amos. Go to the book of Amos. I want you to get to chapter number three. Go to the book of Amos and get to chapter number three. Amos chapter number three and verse number seven. When you got it, say, when you get this, I got it, Bishop. All right, you still flip and say, hold on, Bishop. All right, if you ain't even attempting, say, I'm not even trying, Bishop. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's on the screen. Amos 3, 7. Surely the Lord God does a few things. Surely the Lord God does everything. Now, what the book say? Nothing unless he what? Reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Now, let me read it so you get a little bit better understanding. Surely, in other words, God says, there is no way around this. I'm, I'm not going to, no, I'm just talking to you. Say surely. surely. means no way around it. Since you want to talk, I'm going to put you to work. Surely, the Lord God does how many things? Nothing. Which means there is nothing that's going to happen in this banner year, and yes, it's first declared from this pulpit. So touch your neighbor and say, that's why I had to be here tonight. You had enough years of nothing. You ought to be sick of nothing. You ought to be sick of busted relationships. You ought to be sick of busted finances. You ought to be sick of a busted family. Surely the Lord God does what? Nothing unless he reveals his secret. Now, that, that word secret is the Hebrew word soto, which means top secret, intimate, classified details. Uh-huh. I need some top secret stuff. See, when you can get top secret stuff, that means you have a level of clearance that's higher than other folk, which means you can access stuff folk other folk can't access. That's why the book says he seated us in heavenly places. In other words, he says you got a level of access everybody else ain't got. Just your neighbor say, for all the hell I've been through, say, I got another level of access other folk ain't got. 
you do understand all the hell you went through in 2016 gave you some access and some authority. Well, I'm not saying that, and that's why in 16 when you prayed, you saw results. That's why you had to go through the hell you went through. You had to get some access. You had to gain some authority. But I'm thinking some people here on a Wednesday night that say, I'm glad as hell that I went through the hell I went through in 2016 because it gave me some access. Touch your neighbor. Say, it gave me access. What was this? Sure, the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secrets, his soldo, his intimate counsel, his top secret classified plans to his servants, the what? Prophets. Say, I have a man of God, so I'm getting top secret info, top secret intel coming to my life right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to us, customize, tailor make this word for this experience, I pray, that not only would we uh, learn about it, but then we would see the manifestation of it in a great and awesome way. And we thank you that it is so. In Jesus' name, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. As you take your seats, look at two or three people and high five them and say a prophetic shift into my banner year. A prophetic shift into my banner year. You can be seated tonight. Last Wednesday Night Live, I laid some foundation about prophecy that I want to build upon and then demonstrate it tonight. Now, I need to remind you, as I taught you last week, that uh, when you deal with this gift of prophecy is that it is conducive and it flows easily and freely when atmospheres are properly prepared. Say atmospheres. In other words, please understand, when the atmosphere is right, uh, this thing can flow in such a very palpable and tangible way. And I don't know about you, but you cannot afford to have a repeat of 16. I don't know about you, you can't have to afford a repeat of 15. You've had enough of busted, broke down, messed up, drama-filled years. It's time for you to have a year where you look back and say, I don't want to leave this year. See, 16, we wanted to get out of. 17, it's got to be so good for you and I that we say, I wish it would never end. Touch the neighbor. That's my 17. Now, I'm say, so I need you to understand atmosphere, uh, which means I need you to not only be in tune, I need you to not only be entrenched, but I need you to also understand that your receptivity to what I'm teaching you tonight has the ability to shift this thing for your favor and shift this thing so that it flows freely. And I'm not taking longer than 35 minutes to get this done. So if you ain't got your shift back in, that's on you. Does your neighbor say, I'm getting mine? No, I'm getting mine. Now, I, I want to take this, and, and if I was to teach this tonight, I want to build upon what I gave you foundationally last week uh, in understanding the power of prophecy uh, in your life, and I want to move us into this, a prophetic shift into a banner year. Say a prophetic shift into a banner year. Now, that's not how you talk. I just told you atmosphere is everything. Say a prophetic shift into a banner year. Say my best year. Say, and I'm not just talking. This year, I'm walking it out. Southside walking out. Y'all not saying nothing. Touch your neighbors. I'm walking it out this year. Yes, sir. You're going to see me in it this year. Yep. For some of y'all, you're going to be driving it this year. For some of y'all, you're going to be wearing it this year. And I'm not talking about just cash, cars, and clothes. I'm talking about shalom, peace, uh, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. Somebody say, I'm shifting now. Now, I want to build upon this. Last Wednesday Night Live, I gave you foundation about prophecy. I want to build upon, then demonstrate tonight. Now, I want to start with this, just the title of the message. Those are the points, the titles of the message. A prophetic shift into a banner year. A, uh, you understand what that is. Now, prophetic, say prophetic. God has seven primary ways he communicates with us that I've taught on in detail before in messages like Discovering God's Voice and in the series Dreams. Now, I'm going to give them to you from the most infrequently used to the most frequently used. The least frequently used method of God's communication is angelic visitation. That's rare. If people talk about, I saw an angel and it had wings, you know they're lying because they don't. 
Not when they appear in the earth realm. They don't. They look like human beings when they appear in the earth realm. We learned that from Genesis chapter 19. I taught you that before. Uh, then the next is some dreams. Say some dreams. Every dream is not God speaking to you. In fact, 95% of dreams are you purging and talking to yourself. It is you dealing with the stuff you weren't, watch this, you weren't mature enough to handle when you were woke. Y'all not said nothing. In fact, oftentimes your dreams are simply you purging emotions that you did not have the words to articulate when you were conscious. And so now your dream acts as a, a way for your spirit, which is your subconscious mind. You do understand that you are a spirit with a subconscious mind that has a soul, which is your conscious mind, thoughts, will, and emotions that you live in a physical body. And you do understand that sometimes your uh, a subconscious mind doesn't know what to say, doesn't know how to act. So many of your dreams are you purging some of your fear, purging some of your doubt, purging some of your telephobia. That is not feeling good enough. So oftentimes, most of your dreams aren't uh, God speaking to you. It is you talking to yourself because you weren't mature enough to do it when you were woke. Are you still here? Now, I says, that, then the next uh, is, uh, and you need to get that series of dreams, one of my favorite series. Uh, the next, uh, from we're going from most infrequent to most frequent, is through something or someone we least expect. We talked about how God used Balaam's donkey. He used a jackass. In 16, God used a bunch of jackasses to talk to you. All right, you understand what I'm saying? You dealt with some difficult folk in 2016, and God said, I'm using them to talk to you because you won't hear me when it comes from somebody that's making sense. So since you won't hear me from somebody that's making sense, I'll send a jackass to teach you. That's why some of your greatest lessons came from some of the craziest people last year. I wish I had a witness. Some of your greatest lessons came from your crazy mama them. Some of your greatest lessons came from your crazy cousin them. Y'all not saying nothing. God says, I'll use a jackass, something or someone you least expect to speak to you. Then through life storms. The Bible says in Job that it was through the whirlwind that God spoke to Job. Hear me. The rain creates pain that leaves a lesson. <laughs> the rain, that then here refers to a storm. Uh, it leaves pain, that, uh, uh, or creates pain that leaves a lesson. Say, thank God, thank God. for every storm last year. It created pain that left a lesson. And here's the beauty of a painful lesson. You remember it. And because you don't want to re uh, have that pain, you don't want to go through that experience again, oftentimes you will do everything and pay any cost to avoid that, that kind of pain again. Which means somebody needs to look at your neighbor and say, thank God for every storm last year. Now, there's two types of storms. Storms you start and storms that come mess with you. Now, here's the truth. Last year, we, we had both types. There were some storms we started because we called ourselves loving down, trying to help people and love people that did not deserve the time of day, trying to be there for folk that were nothing more than projects. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Uh, some storms you created on your own, but then some came and found you and found you out. And for somebody, I'm preaching to you uh, because it seemed like you were the only one that had the cloud over your head. You looked over here, they were good. You looked over there, they were good. And every time you looked at your life, you said, what's going on in my life? God says, baby, I'm talking. And I'm talking to you through the whirlwind, Job 38.1. I'm talking to you through the storm. Sometimes storms have the ability to teach you what you won't sit and be taught. Are you still here? Uh, then prayer and worship, prayer, praise and worship, I should say, prayer, praise and worship. This is often when God heals, which is why when we're singing these songs, y'all just stop looking at them like this is a concert. If that's the case, we're going to charge at the door. 
It's not some concert. When you come, uh, and I've taught you on prayer, praise, and worship, the postures of worship, and we usually do that. When you throw your hands up, there are two Hebrew words, yada, toda, which means, God, I'm exchanging something. I'm giving you problems, receiving promise. Giving you drama, uh, receiving the ability to conquer. I'm giving you mess, and I'm receiving a message. I'm giving you my test, receiving a testimony, because there's a divine exchange that's happening, uh, which means God says, listen, I will use that time to talk, and often the talking comes in the form of healing. As a matter of fact, let me t- help your neighbor uh, look back over there, 26 a lot of the times they were healed when they came in here and threw their hands up in the air and they came in here bitter but left out better they came in here mad at the world and left saying I think I'll change it they came in here wanting to cuss and cut somebody but walked out saying I think I got some peace I think I got some joy would you touch your neighbor and say thank God for this place yeah cause I would have lost my mind if I didn't have the ability to step up in here and throw my hands in the air I says then, 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 watch this. We're in the top two. Top two. You've heard this word. I've taught it before. Uh, rhema. Say rhema. It is the Greek word for word. Two Greek words for word. One is rhema. One is logos. Now, uh, that is now when you hear rhema, that you're to reconcile with it. And let me make it very pragmatic for you. When you hear rhema, that refers to coming to church. Say my pastor. Now, this is important. Uh, please understand. When you hear rhema, you reconcile with it. You don't come to church to sit here and, and, and you know, it, it, let me. Uh, you don't come church, sit here, but I don't agree with this. You ain't learned enough to have agreement or disagreement. You come here to learn. You don't come here to sit up and critique and criticize like you, you got some, but I feel this. But look at your life. Your life don't feel it. Y'all not saying nothing. For all of what you, exp- uh, you postulate to know, you ain't got no fruit to show. Stop believing, folk, that ain't got fruit trying to t- give you. But I just believe this. I feel this. Well, why don't you go pick you up some fruit before you try to tell me what you're talking about? It's too many illegal pastors on your job. Too many unlicensed ministers at your job. Y'all not saying nothing. Too many unlicensed ministers in your family. You better tell them, shut that noise up. I get rhema every Sunday and I get rhema every Wednesday. That's why when you come in here, you prayed about it out there and came in here. And then you're like, God, you're answering every single thing that I prayed about. Hallelujah, rhema. That's what you're getting. God is speaking. So rhema. Rhema then is then when God is speaking to you for right now. Got it? Now, now say that's what church is for. This is so important because sometimes folks, especially if you come from a church background, you learn how to say stuff that's not true. You learn how to say stuff like the Lord is leading me. No, you're emotional and you're a manipulator and you're trying to say God saying stuff he never said. Because watch this, if he's leading you, watch this, then you'd have fruit to show for your alleged leading. So, so why are you barring over here and struggling over here and doing over here and doing over here? If all this leading he's doing, shouldn't he have led you to some money? And I'm not saying be materialistic. I'm just saying if that's true, wouldn't he have led you to something that would have produced some results for you? Y'all not saying for all this leading he does, watch this. Wouldn't he have led you to pick a better spouse? Okay, you're not saying that. Because wouldn't he have shown you that that was Ike? And wouldn't he have shown you that's a video girl? And wouldn't he have shown you something about you? All this leading he's allegedly doing, you should have some fruit to show for it. So if you came from a church background, you learned to lie on God and say things like the Lord's leading me of the Lord speaking to me, of the Lord saying this to me. And I'm here to tell you, you're probably a lie because in this book, show me a scripture where he just sat up talking all day. 
You can't show me one. I remember one time somebody said something to me, and they said, well, Bishop, I just feel the Lord. I, I said, show me scripture for that. They started flipping in their notepad in my green room, and I said, you sure doing a lot of flipping for all this leading. I, I can't find it right now. I said, because it ain't one, because you a lie. Okay, now I suppose one. Now, when I'm in this prophetic mode, touch your neighbor and say, There is no filter. Say, Bishop is liable to say anything. Say, and especially in 17. I, I've been warning everybody I go around. I'm a bus. I'd like for you to be on my bus. But if you're not on my bus, I will hit you with my bus and won't apologize because you should have moved and got out the way. I think it's some of y'all, you got that same aggressive attitude about 2017. You walked into work on Monday like, say something. Y'all not saying that. You went around some of them family members and said, you don't want no problems with me. I've been through too much hell to have a repeat of a busted year. Somebody say, I'm aggressive about my life. Sure am. I'm aggressive about what I've been sent to the earth to do. I'm aggressive about my, I'm aggressive about it. And watch this, and you ain't doing it right unless they tell you you're doing too much. You ain't doing it right unless they say you're just too aggressive. That means I'm right where I'm supposed to be. So, 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 under this rhema, if you grew up in church, you learn to say stuff not true. The Lord's leading me. He ain't leading you, and you can't even follow leadership. You're not led, you're deceived. If he's leading you, you'd be in order. So, so let me help some of y'all. Y'all got folk out there, the Lord's leading me. Just, say, just tell him, just tell him in 2017, say you're a lie. Talk like you're from the South. Talk to him, touch your neighbor, say tell him, this is how you say it. The Lord's leading me, I just, the Lord led me, say you're a lie. You're a lie. You know, like you like you from that dude from uh, who that is, that's my baby dad, you're a lie. Because, number one, you can't show me a scripture for that. And then, number two, all you're doing is making your, your will a third portion party's voice to justify what you want to do. Watch this. All you got to do is check their fruit. For all of this alleged leading God is doing, where's your fruit? It got real quiet right there. Like, wouldn't he tell you something to help you make some kind of progress? He's just leading me. No, you're out of order. You're rebellious. And watch this. You never learn how to submit, which is why you're a church hopper and a church popper. You pop over here if you think you're going to get made something. You pop over there if you think you're going to make something. You pop over here. You need to quit all that popping for you pop something up out of socket. I'm feeling a little mentally. Some of y'all are... Uh, I can't do that. This is being recorded. Watch this. That was too, though. Watch this. Okay. Top, top way. Top way. So, so the, the second most primary way God speaks is through Rhema. That's from the man of God you've been assigned to. Do not get caught up into this stuff of saying stuff to that to the Lord's leading me. Show me a scripture. You can't. Okay? That's against his order. Because if that's the case, then here's what happens. Then everybody can say they hear anything, which means everything is right. So then what's the purpose of honor? What's the purpose of leadership? What's the purpose of structure? What's the purpose of these things if everybody can be right? In fact, in Judges, the Bible says that's when God was absent, when everybody was right in their own eyes. 
Okay, but the top way, top way is his logos, logos. That's another Greek word, which means the written word of the Bible, which means when we read it, say when we read it, we reconcile with it. Now, now please understand, so, 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 so those are the top seven ways God speaks. Now, prophecy falls under rhema. It's what's declared or spoken by someone gifted prophetically. Last week, I told you a prophet uh, means to foretell, say to make known. Uh, excuse me, foretell, say to make known. And to foretell, say to declare. Okay, so it's the fourth tale and foretale. That's to make known and declare an end or an outcome, specifically concerning God's will and God's mind for a particular situation. You do need to know God's will is not always done in the earth. Bishop, how do you know that? Jesus prayed that uh, he said, Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It means God's will is not always done, which also then means God is not in control. Let me tell you what God is in control is, is an excuse for. Lazy Christians. I can say God is in control to justify being lazy and not doing nothing. Okay? But so what do you mean? I thought God was in control. Ain't that in the Bible? No, it's not. No. Just like cleanliness is next to godliness is in there? No, it's not. But please understand, dirty, filthy, stinky is not close. Touch your neighbor and say, go clean up your room when you get home. <laughs> now, 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 here's why this is so important. Here's why it's so important. Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, when you're looking at this uh, from a conceptual standpoint, if God is in control, I told you this before, but I need you to get this. If God is in control, see, in Genesis, he delegated that control to us. Adam gives it up. So then in uh, Jesus, Jesus comes and restores that control. He gives the keys of the kingdom. I taught you this last week to the apostles, the men of God, the ranking 12, which were the bishops, the episcopate, according to Acts chapter 1. He gives them the authority. And then he says, now, whatever you bind on earth will be bound on heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose on heaven. He says, you have the keys to the kingdom. Last week, you you learn the kingdom is in you, which means when you come to church, I'm unlocking you. You understand that? When I come here, I'm being unlocked. Okay, I talked to that last week. Now, here's what's significant. If God is in control, how many of you, before you left your house, locked your doors? Okay, okay. well, this is Denver, so I have to ask. Now, here's why that's significant. If he's in control, if you don't want nobody to break in, they won't get in, right? Well, then evidently you must have no faith. Okay? Because you locked them. Okay? How many of you locked your car when you got out of it? Okay? Well, why? If he's in control, if he wants somebody to get in there and get something, they're going to get it, right? You'd be like, that's crazy. That's exactly what heaven says when you say God is in control. Heaven says we gave you authority. You're waiting on us. We're waiting on you. And the weight that we're looking for is for you to shift. Touch your neighbor and say, but I'm shifting tonight. Wrong neighbor. Try the other say, I'm shifting tonight. So a prophet foretells and foretells God's will and God's mind for a particular situation, specifically in this context, you. Now, accompanying prophecy, what's declared, uh, are normally two manifestational gifts we learned last week of the spirit. One's called a word of wisdom. One's called a word of knowledge. Word of knowledge is supernatural knowledge. Word of wisdom is the application of that knowledge in the future. Now, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says this. Now, uh, prophecy is a manifestational gift. Say it's a gift, a spiritual gift. All right, 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Uh, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of what? All. To another, the working of miracles in verse 10, and uh, to another, prophecy. We're in verse 10 just to get to where we're going quickly. Now, uh, say it's a spiritual gift. 
Now, that word manifestation in the Greek language of our New Testament is the word phanerosis, which means flashes. I told you this last week. That simply means to make visible what's been hidden. So now do you see the connection to Amos? The Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secrets or what's been hidden or his top secret intelligence. He, he reveals it to who? The man of God, the prophets. Now, check this out. So then when we look at the gift of prophecy in 1 Corinthians 12, it means to flash or to make visible what's been what? Hidden. So do you see the connection between the two? All right. You understand that? Which means God says there's stuff I keep from you that I tell uh, to the man of God you're assigned to that if you watch this, if you break that flow, then you'll never know. Which is why I'm glad it's a few folk that don't let some snowstorm. Church and say, I need my flow too much. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I need my flow too much. I, I, I will not have a repeat of 2016. Where, where are the I will notters at? I will not go through that same drama again. I will not go through that same discouragement again. I will not go through that same depression again. Who am I preaching to? I will not go through those suicidal thoughts again. I'm preaching to somebody. I will not. Now, here's the deal. Prophetic words are conditional. And they're rarely absolute. Say they're conditional and rarely absolute. Now, now this is very, very important. This is very, very important because at the end of the day, uh, when you look at this, sometimes people, people will misquote. And this is just a, uh, a high-level teaching. We won't get into it in any great depth, not, uh, not now. Uh, but sometimes you hear people say, well, if it's, a, if it's a real prophetic word from God, it has to come to pass. Not true. Because if that's the case, then God is a false prophet. Which is what do you mean? Uh, there's things God declared about his people. He pro prophesied it. He declared it. He foretold and foretold, and it didn't happen because they didn't obey. So you need to understand that prophetic words are conditional and they're rarely absolute. See, I can release something over your life, something we decreed over your life, and if you then break the flow, break the system, if you do this, then this will happen. If you don't do the then, you can't have the if. Got it? So some of y'all sitting up mad at God like, I thought this was going to happen and this was going to happen. And God, and God says, uh, uh, God says, listen, it, it was on schedule and then you got out of order. But thanks be to God, when I got up this morning, goodness and mercy, they were in the day. <laughs> when I got up this morning, goodness and mercy were with me. You do know what mercy does. Mercy goes up behind you and cleans up your messes, y'all. And I don't know about you, but I done had made some messes in life. If it wasn't for his goodness and it wasn't for his mercy, you'd still be sitting in your mess. But is there anybody that can say, thanks be to God because his mercy pulled me up out of my mess. How fast somebody say, mercy pulled me out of my mess. It is, you need to understand, they are conditional and they are rarely absolute. Say they're conditional and rarely absolute. Now, now you, now you got to understand that because what, what ends up happening is some people, you be like, well, you know, I just don't understand. This didn't happen, this didn't happen, this didn't happen. Well, you didn't listen. And so when you don't listen, things won't happen. And then you'll be mad at God and God says, I don't know what you're mad at me for. That's your fault. But touch your neighbor and say, but I'm being shifted tonight. Oh, try the other one. Say, but I'm being shifted tonight. Uh, all right, watch this, watch this. Here, here, I'll just give you, I won't even take any scripture to do that. I just reference the story. Uh, the children of Israel are a great example. In the book of Numbers, God says, listen, go up, take the land. He prophesies, he declares, he foretold, foretold. He says, go up, take the land, it's yours. The children of Israel said, no, we're not doing it. 
because watch this, watch this. The giants in the land, and they're huge. Watch this. In other words, uh, these problems are too big for that prophecy. So they looked at the prophecy and said, "Mm -mm." and God was the one that prophesied it. So God said, you know what? Him and Moses have a convo. They're talking. They're texting back and forth. I'm joking. I'm joking. They have a conversation. God is like Moses. These people are yours. See, it's interesting. When you ever study Bible, you'll see the conversations that God and Moses have about the people. Because God was like, these are your people. When, you know, and then Moses would be like, no, they're your people. And then when they did good, God was like, I'm my people. And then when they did good, Moses was like, my people. You know how some folk do you. Back then, they didn't want you. Now you're hot. Okay. All right, anyway, so now you're in your banner year. While I'm on the subject, be careful of the folk that pop back up in this new year. Some of them are nothing but tests to see if you learned the lesson last year. Church your neighbor say, I learned last year. Some folk, you just need to say, don't you listen? It ain't personal. I'm like Monica. It ain't personal, but I just don't need you to ever call me again in the historicity of the world. Please understand, I'm in a banner year, and you ain't nothing but a bugaboo. I need you to step over here. So I'm gonna tell you, because what, whatever, what there's some stuff trying to, you know, trying to creep in the two, in the, your banner year. And it's like, shh, shh. You better say, baby, I ain't the one. I paid a price, and in seven, it's payback time. I paid a severe price in 16, but I'm coming for mine in 17. If you believe it, somebody give them your best praise that you... What's this? God says, you're going to take the land. I just give you illustrating the principle. It's conditional, and it's rarely absolute. He says, you're going to take the land. Children says, no, we can't do it. Moses and God have a conversation. Moses, and again, watch this. God is like, fine. Actually, you can go ahead and throw it up. Numbers 14, 11. Super job. Numbers 14, 11. Here's what it says. Then the Lord said to Moses, watch this. God Almighty, if I, if I start opening this up, I might not get past this. Then the Lord said to Moses, watch this. How long will these people reject me? They were rejecting what God said, but God says, no, what I say is me. That's why I want to preach here. That's why John says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. God says, what I say is who I am. Which means if you can't trust what I say, then you don't love who I am. So God says, when when they disobey what I say, they are disrespecting and rejecting who I am. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me with all the signs I performed among them? God said, I didn't done all of this. I didn't gave them the sun, the moon, the rain, the stars, everything and more. All that I got is yours. Give you everything and more. God went through this whole baby face song. Verse 12. I will strike them with pestilence. Watch this. And disinherit them. Now, earlier he just said, I'm going to, he prophesied. I'm going to give them the promised land. It's theirs. But then when they rejected what he said, he said, nah, not doing that no more. 
I'm going to strike him with pestilence and I'm going to disinherit him. And watch the deal. Watch the offer God makes. God is a master deal maker. He says to Moses, he says, Bishop Moses, if they don't want to take the city with you, you are a bus. Verse, he says, Bishop Moses, if they don't want to take the city with you, I will make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. <laughs> See, I like God. Actually, I love God. You only like God? Um, now, 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 let me just take it back to Moses. He says, Moses, I'm, I just kind of over them, Moses. See, they think I need them. They don't understand. They don't understand that I want them. See, what you need to get your mind around is God don't need you. He wants you, which means you must have worth and value because he said, you ain't got nothing I need, but you got what I want. And what I want is you. So for everybody that ever felt like you weren't good enough, never felt like you had what it takes, I'm going to tell you, God says, I don't need you, man, but I want you. Would you touch your name and say he wants him some you? They didn't get it. See, they were like, he don't need us. And God like, I don't. But I want you. Which means, which means that's more value than necessity. Because necessity is convenience. Some of y'all's friendships ain't friendships. They're necessities. <laughs> They ain't nothing but convenient because y'all work at the same place. Y'all not saying nothing. Some of your dating relationships, that ain't uh, no want. That ain't nothing but a necessity. Both of y'all got more bills than money. And so you have to work the deal out. It's a convenience. Y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight. But touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, he wants me. Verse, I feel like preaching. God, after he prophesies, he says, I'm going to strike them with pestilence and disinherit them. He said, I said they could have it. No, they can't. And I'm going to make of you, Moses, a nation greater and mightier than they. Say he's a deal maker. So do you see? God says, this is what I'm going to do. They rejected me. So deal's off. Prophetic word canceled. But watch verse 13. Watch this. And Moses said to the Lord, watch Moses try to negotiate on behalf of the people. And, the Moses, and this is what ended up being his downfall. He negotiated for people who wasn't worth negotiating for. If you're going to compromise, at least make sure they're bringing something to the table. Okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing to it. If, if, if you gonna, you better bring, bring something to the table. If we're going to sit up and have conversations after conversations, you better bring something to the table. If not, I got places to go. I got things to do. This is my better year. And Moses, Moshe in the Hebrew, to draw out, he drew them out of Egypt, but then he drew out of them a people that they didn't know that they were because all they knew to be was slaves. But then the man of God, the prophet came, and the prophet said, you're more than slaves. He moshed them. Verse. It says this. It says, then the Egyptians will hear it. For by your might, you brought these people up from among them. Next verse, flow with me. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. See, Moses is trying to play this game with God like, God, they're going to tell people. 
they have heard that you, Lord, are among these people, that you, Lord, are seen face to face and your cloud stands above them and you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Next verse. Now, if you kill them as one man, he says, if you like do them all at one time, he says, then the nations will have heard uh, of your fame and will speak saying, because the Lord was not able to bring his people to the land which he swore to give them, therefore he killed them in the wilderness. Watch this next verse. And now I pray, let the power of my Lord be great, just as you have spoken, saying, the Lord is long-suffering, say patient, patient. Uh-huh, and abundant in mercy. Watch this. This is the introduction of generational curses. Forgiving iniquity and transgression, but by no means he clears the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Uh, you go ahead and read it. I'll read verse 20. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word. Watch this. But watch this. But truly as I live, God God says, Moses, he says, I'm going to do it. He says, I don't know why you love them so much. That you would negotiate with me about them. Let me just pause for the cause for somebody here. God's, God's asking somebody here tonight. I don't know why you care so much for them. And they care nothing. But whatever you want, fine. That's what you want. He said, but I want you to know as for this is said and done, the earth going to be filled with my glory with you or without you. And here's the sad thing. Moses did all that negotiating, and then he ended up not going into the promise he negotiated for them. Are you still here? But then, but then God says, look at this. But he says, watch this. Because all these men who see my glory and signs which I did in Egypt in the wilderness and have put me to the test now how many times? Ten times. Where were you on last year? But the difference is you're going to heed the voice. Yes, sir. Touch your neighbor and say, I learned, I learned to heed the voice. I learned, say, I learned to obey. Look what he says. He says, now, he said, Moses, you negotiated, but there's a condition. They're not going into the land which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. Amen. He said, the only ones that are going are Caleb. Go, 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 go. Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, and I will bring him into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. Next verse. Now, the Amalekites and Canaanites who dwell in the valley, tomorrow turn and move to the wilderness over by the Red Sea. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, he goes on, but then watch this. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complain against me? He says, I listen to their complaints. He said, I hear it. In other words, he's like, I guess they thought when they were cussing in their car, I wasn't listening. How many car cussers over the last 18 months? Just be honest. Oh, y'all, y'all going to do it like that? Y'all, y'all going to do it like that? How many car cusses in the last 60 months? That's five years, church. Now, you didn't cuss in your car over the last five years. I promise you. Believe me. Believe me. Believe me. You've done it. <laughs> Verse. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you spoke it in my hearing. Watch. God prophesied to them, you're going to get this. They rejected his word, which he said is rejecting me. So he said, they're not going. Okay, 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 okay. You hear what I'm saying? So when you come to church, you get the word, 
You just say, hmm, that's cool. God says, you rejected me because you rejected my word. He says, so I'm going to tell you what, all that car cussing, and I say that jovially because it ain't, because some of you are like, well, shoot, I didn't cuss in the car, but I sure did at the office. Okay. I sure did. I didn't do it in the vestibule, but as soon as I got out on that grass. I'm in your Kool-Aid. I'm in a flow. All right. Look at the verse. God says, since they rejected the prophetic word, all the junk they was talking, read the last part. Come on, talk church. Just as you spoke in my hearing, what does God say? So here's the first thing we need to do tonight. 16, you spoke a whole bunch of stuff. Watch this. Some of you, your tongue then already said some stuff up in 17. You only four days in, but your tongue then already wrote some checks. Say, Father. In the name of Jesus, forgive me for my foolishness and my use of words. In the name of Jesus, I cancel every negative confession I've spoken or come in agreement with, and it's fruitful manifesting. I'm being shifted into my banner year, and I will not be cursed by my own tongue. That's a good place to praise him. That's a good place to praise him. Now, here it is. I got to finish. So prophetic words are conditional, rarely absolute. You see this example with God? Did you see the example with God? God prophesied it. He foretold it and foretold it. They disobeyed because they rejected his word, which he says is rejecting me because he and his word are one. And when they rejected that, God says, I changed my mind. Moses negotiates a deal, but in that deal of negotiation, it wasn't a good enough deal because God says, well, I heard what they said, and for everyone that rejected me, and for everyone that said that, I, this I'm going to do to them. Actually, just for the sake of fun, let's look at verse 29. Watch this. Verse 29. The carcass of whom you complain against me shall fall in this wilderness, all of whom you were numbered, your entire number, watch this, 20 years old and above. Look at the next verse. Except for Caleb, uh, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun, you should by no means enter the land which I swore. I what? I what? I what? See, some of you mad at God, and God has said, you did that. But in your banner year, even the stuff you messed up, you, I, I dare you to just do like this, like two, say, I'm shifting. No, no, it ain't, a, it ain't a fight move, it's a shift move. Say, I'm shifting. Verse, next verse. But your little ones, whom you said would be victims, I'm taking them in, and they're going to know the land which you despise. But as for you, you're going to die. Next verse. And that's this. I love God. You don't love God? I love him. 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 I love reading numbers. Like Moses, get thee down that I might smite them in a moment. I'm like, yes. Do some smiting, Jesus. <laughs> verse 34. According, watch this. Here's significant. 
according to the number of the days in which you spied out the land, 40 days, each day you're going to bear your guilt one year, namely 40 years. And God says, you think I rejected you? He said, oh, no. He said, but the way you handle that prophetic word. Now, which means, watch this. For every, watch this. For every day of disobedience is a wasted year. Which is why you couldn't miss tonight because you're going to be the example to everybody else. Y'all not saying nothing. Y'all not saying nothing. The reason you couldn't miss tonight is because whatever you've been out of order in right here, right now, tonight, somebody holler, I'm shifting. Wrong neighbor, wrong neighbor, wrong neighbor. Look at them and say, you're shifting. I'm shifting. We're shifting. A banner year. So check it out. For every day you disobey, it's a year of wasted time. That's the mathematical equation. Which is why for many people in your bloodline, is, watch this, they wait until it's too late to get serious. And then they've lost their strength. But you, I prophesy unto you, you have strength. You have strength that is beyond what makes natural or rational sense. I prophesy to you that you are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. I prophesy to you, you're the curse breaker. And every single one of them curses you hadn't broken yet, this year it's coming down. This year it's coming down. Somebody holler, that's who I am. Say, I'm shifting. Holler, I'm shifting. Well, I said, I got to finish. <laughs> Remember, the points of tonight's message are a prophetic shift into a banner year. That was prophetic. Here it is, shift. Great things, I'm going to say this again, are going to be happening so fast for you. You don't have time to waste. So I must shift you quickly. And that will happen by virtue of a prophetic word. By definition, watch this. A shift, hear me church, is a slight change in position, direction, or tendency. Now, most times when we think of shift, you think of big old gargantuan. <sighs> Test your neighbor say, not so. Prophetic shift into a banner year. By definition, a shift is a slight change in position. What's this? Most of your issues, hear me, Harvest, aren't big things. They are small things that are out of alignment and need to be shifted by a prophetic word. In fact, on your car, if your alignment is off by a sixteenth of an inch, you can quickly destroy your tires. So I brought a ruler. Come on, camera. Come on. Now this is this is a ruler. This on my finger is a blister. <laughs> I like lava lamps. So I won one. Now you say, Bitch, why do you like lava lamps? I just like seeing it go up, go down. I'll get rid of it in probably like two weeks. Point is, so then I turned the light on real quick, but you know how it has that plastic in it? And so I was like, well, I looked at it and said, This is not acceptable. So I just got to take the plastic out because when I look at it, I can see the, the, the sticker. I'm like, This is unacceptable. It's not excellent, not acceptable. So I'd only had it on for 60 seconds. I go in to try to do it, and my finger touches the light. I say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> this sure is a hot lamp. <laughs> Come on, cameraman. All right, watch this. Now, this, see, this is one inch here. See this? Or like my tailor says, inchy. He's a wonderful guy. 
He invite, you know, he probably be invited. He, he give y'all a run for your money inviting people to church. He doesn't even speak good English. He, he, he speaks uh, his native language. But every time I go, he said, Bishop, and he said, I put the uh, flyer here, and he'd be, he be inviting people to say, Bishop, a lady came in, I invited her to church. I said, you're doing a better job inviting some folks than some folks that come. <laughs> Touch your neighbors. I see you in invites. All right, here it is. So this is an inch. Here, okay, now this is a half an inch right here. Okay, these are good cameras, right? That's a fourth of an inch. That's a eighth of an inch there. Look, sixteenth of an inch right there. See, you see, if your alignment's off that much, you can destroy your tires. You, you missed it. You, you you missed the church. You missed it. Say say slight. Some of y'all, you think, oh, man, my alignment must really be off. It's slightly off. But watch this. It destroys your ability. You can't even. So what should be easy is hard because you're out of alignment and you're, you need to be shifted. I'm, I'm going to tell somebody in here tonight. I'm about to release something into your life that's going to shift you. And what's been hard is all get out is going to become easy for you. High five your neighbor and say, I receive that. Yeah, let me just prophesy now. I declare that some of you, you've been dealing with stuff that should be easy, tough decisions that should be easy. But I prophesy tonight there'd be a shift in your mentality that you'd have the boldness and you'd have the grace to be able to make the shift so that what has been hard will no longer be difficult. Somebody holler, I receive that. Be seated, I got to finish. If your alignment is off by a sixteenth of an inch, it can destroy your tires. I got to finish here, church. Now, watch this, which is why you need a prophetic word. Why? Because it shifts you. Now, if you were here on Sunday, was anybody here Sunday? You remember I talked about my sign here. If you'll notice, some stuff has went down since Sunday. It's, it's part of the design, like it didn't fall. It's part of that. Um, you'll notice on Sunday, on Sunday, um, one of the letters was, was one of the letters was, 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 uh, was missing. The E was over here, but the R at least was up good. The E was backwards, but the Y was at least, you know, it was over here. And something from Sunday to Wednesday happened. What I thought, watch this. I'm going to help your neighbor. Catch the principle. What it looked like you made progress on. Overnight, you can look at it and say, what happened? You missed it. You, 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 you missed it. 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 So I'm kind of giving you a prelude into where we're going on Sunday. Because, because this was, you know, it wasn't perfect, but it was better than this on Sunday. This, now I got to put in more work and more time to fix this. The E was already backwards. This E's down here. And who been playing on my workbench? This was standing up. It's part of the design. What a prophetic word does is a prophetic word gives you the shifts. Watch this. To know the steps to take to get things back in order. Are you catching this? Now, 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 now. Say, say, say a prophetic word 
create shifts necessary for banner years. Here's the other thing. Prophetic words fill in the blanks. It fills in the blanks. Why? Because there's, God says there's secrets, there's holes, there's top secret information that's revealed. Just for example, uh, like, um, you know, uh, I don't want to use that, but um, sometimes you think you know what's going on. But that's just because, you know, you think that. Because there's top secret information that hadn't been revealed to you, so you think you know, but you have no idea. A prophetic word says, uh, not so much. That ain't what's going on. This is what's going on. That's not what's wrong. This is what's wrong. That's not what you're sent to do. That's what you're sent to do. That's not who you're supposed to be talking to. That's who you're supposed to be talking to. That's not who you're supposed to be sending around. That's who you're supposed to be sending around. You're out of alignment, and all it takes is a sixteenth of an inch to tear your ties up. And when, they wear them, when you wear them down too much, the warranty don't count no more. I know. <laughs> A prophetic shift, say slight. So sometimes you'll want, you'll want to hear all this stuff. You want to be called out. Lord, if you're real, just call me out. You want me to call you out. And you want a beam of light. You want one of these lights to turn and just come on you and just, oh, my God, thank you, Jesus is here. And he just went, oh, and he just went, yea, though I saith unto you this nighteth. And God says, it don't take that much. Because watch this, let me help you. Because it's not that much to fix. You're overwhelmed because you think it's a whole lot to fix. And God says, it ain't even that much. You're just a sixteenth of an inch off. Doesn't neighbor say that much? A prophetic shift. Here it is. Here it is. Into. Into. I'm almost done. Into. Say into. Hosea 12, 13. We looked at this last week. By a prophet. The Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. Egypt means limitations, narrow, confinement. And by a prophet, he was what? He was what? Talk to me, church. He was what? He was preserved. Now, this is interesting because uh, in this particular scenario, a, a prophetic word that you obey is a portal that opens as quickly as you obey. Watch the verse. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he was preserved. Israel here is dealing with Jacob. So it's talking about a man, not just a nation. That's why it says he, not them or they. Got it? So Jacob came out of Egypt how? Prophet. So what does the prophet give? Prophetic word. Now, let's connect the dots. God and his word are one. Right? So a prophetic word and God are one. Reject the word, rejected God. Reject God every day you disobey a year of wasted time. That's the mathematical equation. Does your neighbor say, that's not good. So I choose to shift. Now, watch this. I'm not going to finish this unless I know there's an auditorium full of folk. And this campus full of folk. Wait a minute, because y'all ready to shout and you don't know what I'm going to say. I know, I know. Y'all, y'all got it. Though. Y'all like, yes, sir. Y'all, come on. Just say it, Bishop. What you want me to do? Hop up, turn around one time. What you doing? And I'm going to finish this unless I know that it's, it's a room full of folk that are so serious about 2017 that nothing and nobody is going to get no, we're a bus. We'd like for you to be on our bus, but if you get in our way, we will run you over and will not apologize. In fact, 
won't even turn around to look at your bloody body in the street. We'll say, you should have moved and got out of my way. So I need to test the room because I can stop preaching now. Who's that serious about this banner year? Somebody holler, I'm serious about it. I'm, I'm serious about it. All right, here it is. Here it is. All right, all right, be seated. I'm done. I'm going to wrap it up. Prophetic word you obey is a portal that opens as quickly as you obey. Your neighbor in 16 moved too slow to obey. They hear a message on Sunday. They still talk about, I'm just still thinking about it on Thursday. So you had four years of wasted time that you put on the books. But we're redeeming the time tonight. I prophesy the word of the Lord unto you. Tonight will be a redemption night for you. For every day of disobedience, I declare it be reversed for you tonight. And that for every day of disobedience, you would enter into a year tonight, a, a, a banner year in the name of Jesus. In fact, it starts right now. Say so it starts right now. What's well, this? What's this? Just the name and say, stop moving so slow to obey. I move fast in everything I do. I drive fast. I talk fast-ish. So I've been told. I just think people listen slow. <laughs> uh, um, when I'm giving instructions, I talk fast. In fact, there's nothing more annoying to me than having to say what I said again. And you got to move at my speed. And it's my speed is fast. You know why? I get one shot to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. And I don't plan on standing in front of him and saying, Lord, I would have got it done, but they wouldn't listen fast enough. Turn the record on and go play it back. Now, Bishop, what are you trying to say? Your neighbor, though, sometimes, because they've been hurt, because they failed, because they made mistakes, because they had issues, it takes them too long to do simple things. Like, for example, you didn't been taught tithing before. You still sitting up talking about it? I'm just looking at it. The hell are you looking at? Friday night. By hell, I'm not cussing. No, please don't stand. If I was cussing, they would beat them. I'm not cussing. <laughs> hell is a Greek word, Gehenna, which means hot trash. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? What does that look at? Show him the money. He doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. And to get your heart, he needs the money. When I heard it years and years ago, I was like, cool. Done. 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 Okay. All right. It's quiet. Forgiveness. Some of you are like, I heard about forgiveness. That's true. That show is true. I, that's, that's good, Bishop. That's. <laughs> Say it, sir. Monday. Yeah, I'm just still struggling to forget him. I just. Yeah, they just, they don't deserve it. But the truth be told, neither do we. But the same forgiveness he gave us has got to be the. Here's the problem. You won't forgive because you think that means you have to refellowship. So you don't forgive because you're like, well, then I'm going to have to, you know, go see him at the barbecue again and all that. 
See, forgiveness even isn't for, it's not even for them, it's for you. You forgive them for you. Because when you choose not to forgive, literally, the scripture says, scripture says it's like your life, uh, by inference, it says it's like your life stops at that moment. Let me prove it to you. That's why 16, you had a lot of repeats of the same situations. Let me tell you why. Because you never forgave. So all you did was have a reincarnation of a previous situation because God says, I need you to forgive so we can move on. I just said something right there. I prophesy the word of the Lord to you that whoever you have held unforgiveness against and bitterness against, that in this atmosphere there's a grace that's about to hit in about 15 minutes where you will let it go and you will let it go for good. You don't have time to bring unforgiveness against your daddy, against your mama, against your... You don't have time for that. Say grace is about to hit. Most, most, much of what you had in 16 was a reincarnation. Of a previous situation. Here it is. I got to finish. Psalm 147, 15. He sends out his command to the earth. His plans run very swiftly. Now, God says, this doesn't take me all day. You ever, you ever notice how when you really decide to do something, that it's like done? Like, you know the reason that you haven't like, you know, is there anybody got something here that you just haven't done that you just, you know, all right. And okay, just, just, you just throw it out. Let's have interactive church. Throw it out. What is it? Now, y'all saying stuff real low. I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> what you saying? Okay. Lesson planning. Okay. Clean your closet. Write music. Harvest words. You need to get music. K-O-U, K-O-U. Oh, let's use K-O-U. Let's use K-O-U. Which, yes. Okay. Which we're about to call. It's getting ready to go turn into Harvest You in a few, in a few days. Uh. Uh, but anyway, here's the deal. You know that's not done? She hasn't decided to do it. You play with it. You, you know why your closet ain't clean? Whoever said that? And I know we're just using examples. I know we're just using it. Touching everything. We have fun in church. Have fun. Don't nobody believe it. Oh, my God, I'm just so condemned because my closet. You get into it is by what? Okay, let's start over. Hosea 12, 13. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out. By a prophet, he was preserved. If you come out of something, what does that say? You're going into something. So how did that happen for Jacob? Got it? Do you see that for yourself? Okay, so I said this. The prophetic word you obey is a portal that opens as quickly as obey. So how are you getting into a banner year? Obedience. You got it? And as quickly as you obey, the portal opens. What's a portal? It's a doorway. It's from where you're at. It takes you into. Here's the last phrase, banner year. Say banner year. Last year was pain and payment. 2017 is payback. Last year was pain and payment. 2017 was payback. I'm going to say it one more, one more time. Last year was pain and payment. 2017 is payback. Say it's payback time. Joel 2.25, and I will repay you for the years. <laughs> God says, I'm going to pay you for surviving 2016. Somebody say, he's about to pay me for surviving 2016. 
He says, I will repay you or I will restore to you the years the swarming locusts have eaten, the crawling locusts. Come on, go with me. Come on, go with me. Come on, go with me. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. Now, don't go before me. And my people shall never be put to shame. Next verse. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. Now, watch this. How many of you, some stuff happened in 60, you look back and like, man, I'm ashamed. Because watch this. You just thought you would have got so much more done. You saw, you know, New Year's Day being like a whole other type of celebration. And really, you was just trying to run up out the year. I prophesy the word of the Lord to you. In seven, your shame shall be lifted. In 17, your shame shall be lifted. Lift up your head, all ye gates. God says, stop being ashamed. Stop walking around with your head down. Stop feeling like a failure. Stop feeling like you ain't good enough. Touch your neighbor and say, your shame is being lifted this year. Here it is. For many of you last year, the purpose, the purpose of you feeling suicidal was to get you to the end of who you were so that version of you could die and a new you could be birthed and you could evolve. Say, I needed that. Now, I want to show you this thing in motion and then we're done. I'm going to show you a couple of scriptures and then we're done. You ready? 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. Chapter 4. Chapter 4. Touch your neighbor. Say, prophetic shift into a better year. You ready? All right, now, 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 now. Uh, uh, no, I'll just take you there. Verse 4, uh, number 1. A certain woman, I'm going to put you to work. 1, 2, ready, read. Stop. Elisha is now the man of God. He, he succeeded Elijah at being the leader of the sons of the prophets. Got it? All right, so, so, so just say he's the prophet. Say the man of God. All right, keep reading. And you know, stop, she went to the man of God because she had a what? Problem. Mm -hmm. See, what the prophetic does is it navigates you through problems. Now, she says, she says, Jimmy gone. But look at the next part, Ann, once you ready, read. Stop. So you see why we use that term man of God? Okay, all right, very good. Keep going. Stop. 
You missed it. She goes to the man of God because her husband died. She says, they're about to come take my sons and make them slaves. Man of God says, tell me what you want. What, is it, what do you want from this? Well, I don't want my sons to go. Well, maybe for a little bit because I need to learn how to be doing. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, she says, I want my sons to go. Man of God says, do this, do this, do this, do this. What does she do? This, this, this. What ended up happening? She came and told the man of God, verse 7. And he said, sell that oil, pay your debt off, and watch this. It's going to be a banner year for you because you're going to have enough. You're going to be able to pay all your debt and live off some, okay. But it happened because she obeyed. All right, all right, all right, watch this, watch this, watch this. Okay, let me show you, can I show you two more stories? All right, verse 8. This is another story of that same chapter. One, two, ready? Go to work. Church folk always trying to get a man of God something to eat. Go ahead. Oh, look at me. What did she do? What did she do? She Watch this. Watch the principle. Literally, they, they built an extension in their home just for the man of God. Now, here, here's what that means for you. Watch, watch this. She made room in her life for the influence of the man of God. See, me saying get CDs ain't because I'm trying to sell no CD. That don't make or break nothing. What I'm trying to do is to get you to make room. I'm trying to get you to make room. I don't message it so you can make room. She made room for him. You ain't here just to sit up in here and clap. You're in here to be a world changer. You ain't in here just to pay bills and die. Verse, verse 11. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, I'll work since I put you to work. See, not reading them verses, see. Call the Shunammite woman. When he called her, she stood before him. Next verse. And he said to him, say now to her, look, you've been concerned with us for all this care. Watch this. What's your woman do for you? He said, you built me an extension. I'm going to give you expansion. <laughs> you built me a bedroom. I'm going to give you a banner year. All right, watch it. Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She said, I dwell among my own people. In other words, she said, I don't need you to go talk to the army because I'm in a place of peace. So he said to her, well, what is it that can be done for her? And Gehazi answered, well, sir, uh, she don't have a son, and her husband is beyond son-making years. That's what the Bible means when it says that. So he said, call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, look what he said. Why? What did she do first? Made room. Got it? You, you missed it. She made room. Really, what is that an act of? An act of honor. First lady obeyed, this lady honors. 
Watch this. She wasn't even praying for nothing. So God went and found an area to go make better. Y'all not saying nothing. In your banner year, it's going to be stuff you're not even praying for that God's going to find. Y'all not saying nothing. Lift your hands. I prophesy the word of the Lord to you. This year, it's going to be stuff you don't even pray about that God is going to find and he's going to make it better. Verse, I got to finish. He said about this time next year, he says, you're going to embrace his son. Look what he says. No, my Lord, man of God, don't lie to me. You're maid servant. Go back, read, read verse. Y'all moving fast. That's good. No, my Lord, man of God, don't lie to your maid servant. Leave that verse for just a moment. She said, I've learned, watch this, to stop praying for it. I've learned to stop asking for it because I'm so tired of being disappointed. I'm so being tired of being let down by people that I don't have no expectations so I won't be disappointed by people. She said, man of God, don't lie to me. In other words, she says, I, I'm good. Just don't even get my hope. Don't even mess with me. I'm good. But in a banner year, God says, I don't care that you stop praying about it. I didn't stop taking record of it. I don't care that you don't care no more. God says, in your banner year, every single area of your life is going to be shalom. Nothing will be missing. Nothing will be lacking. Nothing will be broken. All shall be well. Next verse, you read it. Look at me, church. Look at me, church. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Go back to that verse. Then the woman conceived. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. The woman conceived. Look at me, church. But the woman what? Conceived. Okay, go back. The previous verse. Go back to verse for that. Verse for that. I want you to see the progression. She doesn't have a son. Her husband is old. What I tell you that meant? Beyond the years to produce sons. Next verse. Man of God says, come here. Be careful how you respond to an invitation. God, if I had time to work that, I'd work that real good. Then he said, about this next year, you're going to embrace the son. She says, no, I'm good, man of God, I'm good. Next verse. She what? Wait, 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 wait. But the book said her husband couldn't do that. But when a prophetic word came forth, what wasn't even possible or probable, it shifted her into a, I feel like somebody, just your neighbor say, I'm being shifted tonight. I know it ain't possible and I know it ain't probable, but tonight you being shifted. Tonight you being I, 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 you still here? Are you sure you're still here? I, 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 uh, can I get one more story? Just because I need you to catch the power of this. I need you to catch the power of this. I need you to catch the power of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, look, um, go, go, go to verse 38. We'll get down there. <laughs> you ready? Second Kings 4, 38. One, two, ready, read. Now, who's that? Uh huh. Go ahead. Read.
Stop. Last year, was last year, you experimenting with your life. Listen, listen, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Look, they put stuff in the pot to eat, and they didn't know what it was. What's this? You've been just doing stuff, just hoping it works. You've been just doing stuff, just, I'm going to try this, I'm going to see this, I'm going to see that. And, and, and watch this, look at verse 40. Then they what? Now, what they serve to the men to eat? Stuff they didn't know what it was. But read. Look at me. They were doing stuff. Watch this. That because they were grown. And touch the neighbor and say, okay. I'm a grown man, Bishop. True. I'm a grown woman. True. I don't know why you needed to announce it. Evidently, you're not. Okay, true. And put stuff in your life. I have a saying. And my saying is, when people ain't listening to me, I stop talking. Because, because watch this. Because watch this. What's this? There's a reason you're given a man of God. So you can stop putting death in your pot. Because had you, had you listened, some of your 16, I wish I could get some honest witnesses. It's some stuff you knew you didn't have. No business. And you put death in the pot. But notice who they had to run to. Man of God. That's why folk, folk, you know, when they get in trouble, they run church. Why? Because there's death in their life. But you ought to thank God there's a church that even if you got some death in your pot, I wish I had a witness. Even if you got some death in your pot, I got somewhere I can run to. Look at the verse. Verse, I got to finish. Come on, verse. Verse 41. So he said, what did he say? And he what? And said what? And then what? So it seems like they just didn't let their rule marinate long enough. No, no I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I know that. Food Network. Watch this. Watch this. What made them act a fool? What made them almost lose their mind? What did the Bible say? They hollered to a man of God. There's death in the pot. What am I going to do? Things are so bad. My money's funny. My change is strange. My kids are crazy. This and that and this and that. What am I going to do? The man of God said, look, go get the Relationship Revolution series. Listen to it and call me in the morning. Look, he gives this simple direction. He says, give me some flour. Probably all purpose, maybe whole wheat, maybe, I don't know. Throws it in there. He doesn't even say stir it up. He says, watch this. What you couldn't do on purpose, a prophetic word can do on accident. And there was what? Nothing harmful in the what? In the pot. Are you still here, church? Are you still here, church? I really would like to just give you one more story. Can I give you one more story? Uh, okay, okay. Thank you. 
but I, but I, and we're going to finish so you can get home and make it through the snow. I, on the other hand, am going to DIA to get on a plane to, to fly the hot. Say, Bishop, what city? I don't know. I'm just going to tell this hot. Now, I'll be back on Sunday. Second Kings chapter 5. Second Kings chapter, no, let's just go to 6. We'll go to 6 real quick. Just give me one more story. Second Kings 6, verse number 1. And the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, see, now the place we dwell with you is too small for us. In other words, they started getting uncomfortable because they didn't know how to dwell within confinement. They've been so used to disorder that structure scared them. And the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, see now the place we dealt with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make a place that we may dwell. So Elisha said, deuces, bye, I'm a bus. Either you're on my bus or you're being run over by my bus. Either way, the bus is going forward. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply.